everybody. Welcome to the third episode of the Irrelevant Podcast. I know I have tons of people listening to this, but anyways, I'm here again with Jason from Matt's Guitars. You're going to have to give me a title every time. I know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to... I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I know I, I, I should just do my own thing, but I don't, I don't know. I'm just like, you know what, I want this to be like a legit podcast, so, you know. I, no, I feel you. Yeah, okay. Just observing. Yeah, so, how was your day, dude? My days have been busy. It's just constant dealing with inventory and ordering things and making sure everything goes where it's supposed to be going. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, like, how does that, are you're talking about the guitars, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, for those listening in, COVID has fucked the entire world in production so a lot of companies are playing catch-up and i think it's gonna like for some of them it's gonna be about a couple years or two years before we can get some things it's like they're that backordered and i can imagine with the delta variant creeping around the corner this fall um it's gonna get worse man but um so like how many how much do you sell though like how many guitars are you selling like weekly i guess We sell a lot online. I would, I don't know. I would say like at least ten like high end guitars as an average, okay. and a lot of pedals and stuff, and amps. But you, you sell but more it's, it's, online, though, right? Oh yeah, because like usually summertime is slow for in person, especially with people going on vacation. Double, especially with uh, COVID, and people are sick of sitting in their house, so really, yeah. they're okay. getting in their last minute traveling before they get forced to vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, fuck that shit. But okay, we'll, we'll talk about that maybe later. Um, yeah, no, I, I I would have thought that this summer would have been. I thought the summer would be better, like you'd be have more customers. But I don't know. No, it's the busiest time is usually like from October to like maybe April, because you get the early holiday season in and then tax season. So that's usually the busiest times. Yeah, I think I bought two guitars in that time period. <laughs> it's the perfect time to <laughs> oh yeah i was gonna ask you uh do you guys sell those do you know the cordoba guitars the classical ones no we no, don't but i was actually looking into them good as shit dude oh my yeah i've God. played a couple of them because i was i was looking at trying to get in, into a classical and i played a couple of them there's one i think it's black limba one has like a really cool exotic wood back that i really like um but yeah, I like them. I just I don't know. It just has to make sense numbers wise because some companies are really great and others make you have a shit ton of buy in that you have to do. <laughs> and so That's it makes you know. like like no one's again like you're not gonna spend two hundred grand worth of instruments that is only gonna be one type of instrument. You know, it's, yeah, it's kind of difficult. I, but I assume they're expensive, right? Well, they're, I mean, that's all they do. So they have a range. I think they have like cheap ones. They have like really cheap ones and obviously okay. really expensive ones too. But yeah, I was, um, so I, I, I sing in the choir at church. Um, I don't play the guitar yet because the, all the stuff I play, like, is just, you know, I can't really play that at church. <laughs> so, um, we have, the, we have other people that are playing the guitar, but then the, they had this one guy who was visiting and he had one of those Cordova guitars. And then afterwards I was just like, Hey, can, can I like, uh, can I just like dabble on it? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I got to play in the 
inside the church with these really good acoustics on this super fucking nice guitar and I just you know did all my flamenco stuff that I normally do and I oh man it was so good like I sounded amazing and I was like man like I need to get me one of these like this thing is so fucking good yeah they are nice and the cool thing is like I said is you can pretty much find one at a price point that you like um I don't know. I, th- I mean, obviously, the lower end ones are probably made in China, but the higher end ones, I think, are made in Spain still. Yeah, that's what I, bet, I think. Yeah. Like, pick the yeah. really, really good ones. If you want to get a really good classical, look to no further than the Spanish. Oh, yeah. Because all of that shit comes from the south of Spain. One, one video you might like is um, do you know who uh, Rob Scallon is? I've heard that name, but I don't exactly know like what to associate with. Him, you know what I'm saying? He he does a lot of like really he like he finds like instruments that not many like not many people play and he'll go and do very weird challenges with them or he'll do like unnecessary metal songs with them or he'll just make up his own type of song with it or he'll do like really weird challenges like he did a challenge like um to do a video only using pinch harmonics or using making a video playing every note of the fretboard so like he'll do kind of videos like that but one that he did was he went to, I can't remember for the life of me, it might have actually been Spain or Italy or one of those countries, and he went to this place that had a shit ton of old, very <coughs> antique and probably even older than that, like very expensive classical guitars, mm-hmm. and he was playing all of them, and he was playing like classical pieces on them, and there's a couple people there that were given the history of them, and also classical prodigies that were, you know, giving it the true justice of what the guitar sounds yeah, like and yeah. basically just giving it some history of like what they started with, what it was made out of, stuff like that. It's a pretty cool video, you should check it out. Yeah, you could you could send that to me, I'll definitely watch it. Yeah, I'll get you. Yeah, have you heard of Ben Woods? No. He's what got me into flamenco. Um he's this guy I'm pretty sure he's American. But like he he's not like Spanish or like Hispanic at all, but like he just he he just like got really into flamenco music and he was just like fascinated by it and now he's like I would say he's like one of the best flamenco players like in the world right now. And like he does a lot of yeah, he does a lot of covers, but then he also he has a ton of original music that he just he just wrote his own flamenco music and a lot of it's great. Is it all very fast paced? Yeah, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of like piccato with the with the the two like the index and the the middle finger. And um yeah, he does a lot of that, like, Gypsy Kings kind of rhythm that everyone knows. Ah. But, yeah, it's a lot of just... It's a lot of piccato. That, that's pretty much, like, the big thing he does to, like, sound legit, if you know what I mean. You know what's crazy about, like, when I hear, like, music like that, when I first started out, I was like, oh, I'll never be able to play fast, mm. whether it's in the context of that or any other genre. But then, like, you get to a point where you're so comfortable playing fast, like, it almost, like not like hides your mistakes but you feel like it, it's not as pressure it doesn't it doesn't have as much pressure to you to maintain that speed it's like you become comfortable then and then when you go back to playing this the hardest thing is playing slower and really? like playing something that you really have to get the timing right or the phrasing yeah that, that's actually true i get yeah because when it's faster you know you, you can you can leave things out subtly that people wouldn't notice or yeah, or it's like the stuff. dynamic is like the dynamic kind of gets muddied in there. So unless you're doing like a very specific technique, um, if you're just playing like 16th or 30 seconds or whatever the fuck you're doing, um, you kind of don't have to like 
think very much about how to play it unless you're just like the only thing you really need to make sure you do is just keep in time yeah pretty much and also like hitting the notes clearly that's really the the hardest thing once you get past that like there's not too many ways to play fast (laughs) yeah even like i i suck with fast like like if i'm playing a backing track that's really fast i can't improvise to it very well but I'm getting there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm practicing the scales with the piccato and mixing that up with like the pull-ons and pull-offs and stuff. Because like I, I can do all those when it's slow and stuff like that. But when it gets faster, it gets like because like for me, I, I found to sound more dynamic, I need to use those techniques like pull-ons and pull-offs and um, and you know, not just playing the scale. Like just just running through it, running back down, playing all the half steps. Cause, I mean, like those half steps; those are so tempting because they, like, they always sound good. Like, it like that's that. Like, if I would give any advice to someone who's like, oh, how do I like sound good, or, or like the first thing I tell them is like, all right, you gotta just well after learning the scale, obviously, is in the harmonic minor. I would just say like, play with the half steps because that's where you find the mood and all that stuff. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very easy to get boxed in and just, you know, constantly just do scales in whatever key of the song you're playing and kind of don't venture out. So, yeah, yeah doing those half-steps is fun. Sometimes it creates a little bit more dissonance than you intend, so it just depends <coughs> on the style you're going for. But it, it's harder to do, I will say, it's easier to do that by yourself because you have nothing else to compare it to. So, like, if you can make it sound cool within the context of yourself, then it works. But sometimes it's harder to do it, like, in a band setting where it's, like, some, I can't explain it, but, like, some notes that are technically, like, will work, like, are just way too dissonant for whatever setting that you're using it in or the timbre is a little bit off. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, exactly so it just depends but i mean obviously that's kind of my realm like i'm into really weird sounds trippy effects uh unconventional types of music as well as the conventional so when it's done right it's really fucking cool (laughs) yeah um but wait, no. You, have you played in uh, like what's your experience with bands? Like, were you ever in one or? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm in one now. But I, and I think like starting out, I was I think 15 or 16 in high school, and I played in a band and we played a couple of shows. Um, we played. I don't know if you know the. Do you know the pay to play model for some venues? I, uh, I don't think so. So I don't know if they're still around anymore, and I would guess not because it was a really shitty way to promote anything. Basically, it was like a small venue. It was a small venue that got very large acts, or I would say semi-large acts for like for the size of the venue. Like it was kind of cool, but you they also booked local bands to open up for these other bands. So it's like I don't know if they. I think they brought some specific bands on tour, but a lot of it was like the op- like the local bands would open, and then the headliner would be whoever the act people came to pay to see, right? But the only way that you could play at these venues is that if you bought a pack of tickets, and you're supposed to sell them to your friend, like you could play, like you literally could buy the tickets and pretty much sell them to nobody, but you would get like the lo- like the worst spot, like you get like the first spot as soon as oh, the so doors so it's open. Kind of like raffle tickets. Mm, similar, like, uh, it's. 
it's it's basically it's designed to like it's kind of it was kind of a scam because like you had to spend a couple hundred dollars to buy the all these tickets and then there's no fucking way that you were going to sell the majority of them like maybe 10 or 15 tickets to your friends if you're lucky because like the show was like on a tuesday night and you're a small band and have no like pretty much no following so it's like you're not really going to get a chance to sell the tickets so you might sell a couple then you'll just have to fucking eat the cost to play there and then pretty much you're just get a really shitty you know early time that people are not even going to be showing up for yet or everybody's just getting beer nobody's caring until like the actual main acts come on yeah so it was a very shitty model most people that ran it were cokeheads so the business on the back end (laughs) side was probably not legit in a lot of ways and like yeah like most people didn't even sell tickets they just wasted the money to be able to play and i mean i guess some people got exposure but it just it wasn't sustainable the way they ran it so I don't know if it's like that anymore, if there's still places like that, but it was just a nightmare. However, the actual shows were fun. Like, so you know, you guys did get to play. Even we did. Regardless of whether or not there's anyone listening or paying attention, like you still got to play, right? Well, the weird thing, like, I don't So, like, one of the shots, like, like, the very first show we did, we literally got, like, we were the first ones to play. So there's not that many people. It almost felt like a sound check. That's how funny it was. But the <laughs> second time, I think we got, like, third there's a lot of people there so i i don't remember like i I just remember there being a lot of people and that was really cool and you know most people were pretty supportive like you went third like we were third and third in line from uh like they like let's say like doors open at five we'd probably would play at like seven Oh, okay. And, like, the main act started at, like, 8.30 or 9. So, it's, like, we were kind of in the middle, but it was, like, it was the time where, like, people were coming in, and, like, there's already people, like, in the front waiting for whatever band they wanted to see, and, like, everybody was in the room, and it felt like more of a concert experience than just some dipshit high schoolers playing for a couple people in the bar, you know. <laughs> but they were fun. Generic, like, 70s classic rock stuff. Yeah. No, it was, it was fucking, it was, like, metalcore. It was very, it was a very generic type of band for the time it was like back when everybody was doing all the the breakdowns and the singy songy choruses and stuff like yeah. that and very repetitive song structure that was kind of when all that was popular deathcore too but um what were you guys playing we were playing metalcore oh. oh oh like you were doing covers of their stuff no we did originals but it might as well have been because it all fucking sounded the same to me i played bass in it though that was fun (laughs) (laughs) it's like the one thing that you'll learn when you start playing at like actual venues is a lot of the sound guys fucking suck at their job so it would behoove you to learn a lot about live sound and how to fix problems on your own and what gives a good setup because Mm -hmm. my god like some of them do not know what they're doing and they will fuck up your shit exponentially well yeah that's, that's like being at like a like a like a musical or like a play or something like that and like your your stage crew sucks like if they don't know how to put the like to do the lights or do any of like the this like that background behind the scenes stuff then like yeah the show's gonna suck and like if they don't know how to like turn on the certain mics and change the edit the volume and maintain all like yeah the, the show's gonna come out like shit right yeah, I mean, it, I mean, your show is only going to be as good as the people that organize it. You know, it doesn't really matter. But the thing with sound guys most of the time is that, like, they have really shitty equipment. 
and sometimes it won't work with the equipment you have and they'll make you use theirs. That's the worst case scenario. Some venues couldn't give a shit. You can bring your amp and bring your thing and be as loud as you want and then the sound guy will just mic it up. Some will make you go directly into their board to go out to their really shitty, you know, $200 standing speakers. So it just depends, but it's like it, what I'm saying is like it's very important to like have gear that just automatically works well running through a mixer and then also um, having like every cable that's imaginable in case something happens like basically just having a lot of contingencies within your setup and every venue is different so it's that's why like when you play live it's you know it's always good to stake out the place first if you can to see yeah. how they do their sound if not then you just have to bring everything and pray to god they're not totally incompetent but it's it sucks because like most places don't have the budget or they're just set up for like you know hipster acoustic singer songwriter so all they have to do is plug in an acoustic and you know give them a microphone and they're good to go they're not you know able to handle amps and pedals and a bunch of shit that can mess up the signal if they don't know what they're doing so that's kind of the difficult part is you know keeping a simple setup but also something that sounds good but for this t- the kind of stuff that you're going to be doing it's not going to be that difficult like i said you're going to be up there with your guitar you know singing and playing at the same time unless you want to go you know tool style and start bringing some amps and pedals and going weird with it <laughs> that'd be pretty cool yeah yeah i mean a tool is just it's fun. I, I i i always find like new things to appreciate every time i listen to them yeah and, and um, the live shows are fucking phenomenal because they yeah. hire sound people to go on tour with them that's the difference <laughs> yeah I, i've been listening to um because i've listened to all of their albums like every song like i'm like hmm let's i want to see how they like what live like, like, like i wanted to like hear how they sounded live and things that they did slightly differently and stuff like that and yeah i, I found some awesome live covers the I problem was, was at hmm? their sacramento show i don't remember what year it was a lot of their older footage is good. Like, that's the problem with all these bands from the 90s that these guys are fucking boomers now. Like, it's like he can't sing as high as they, like, he used to. Like, yeah, they don't so do, don't like, weird, crazy now. shit anymore. Like, yeah. obviously, like, the sound can be a little bit better, but the they definitely sound a lot different than the albums, especially these days. Because, like, his, like I said, his his vocals need a little bit more work these days. So it's, he's not, he, you know, he can't scream like he did in the 90s and then... Yeah, having a lot like, more effects that he doesn't use like the biggest thing is like he has a lot of effects on the album that he doesn't use live so it almost sounds a little not underwhelming but a little bit like weaker in the tone and context of the yeah, rest it, of the it's music a different experience yeah yeah like I, they're very good live and like they're very tight and it's a very good show but i mean if you're looking for you know to be exactly like the album it's going to be different because they also like do well, like no, they drag yeah, out songs longer. They you know add a bunch of other stuff to them. They change up parts. They'll add this and that. So it's a lot different yeah, experience. I, I wasn't um, like expecting it to sound, to sound the same. Like I sought out these uh, live versions just to see how they would do it differently. Yeah. And yeah, some of these versions I thought were excellent. Like I thought their this live version of Ticks and Leeches I heard was awesome. Yeah, they have a lot of good... Live. That's why I like looking on YouTube for bands to see if they have any cool live footage of stuff. Um, the really awesome thing is there's some bands where it's like they are they sound better live than they do on the album, and that's <laughs> kind of cool, because like I can't for the life what of me right now. What like that? Well, <laughs> I was trying to think of an example, but it's fucking escaping <laughs> me now that I'm on the spot, but I remember there is a like there have been bands where it's like I knew who they were, and I've listened to a couple of their songs, and I'm like... I like it, but it's nothing special. And then I see them live, and it's like, holy mm-hmm. shit, this is ten times. Like, they should have recorded it this way. But 
I don't know. That's cool because I like live music. Like it doesn't matter if the band is good or not because even if they're bad, then it's you know fun to make fun of or just like it's, <laughs> it's always entertaining. So like I love any type of live music even if I don't like the genre. Yeah. Um, I remember, um, like you were saying, there was there's certain things that you know like these bands are a lot, they're all boomers now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's yeah. certain things that they can't do. I remember I was listening to some live versions of Metallica recently. I know a, a, a lot of their songs they like tune down to like a different key because like James Hetfield just can't sing that high anymore. You know? Yeah, a lot of people when they go they lose that high register of their voice, so they have to down tune. Um, Is Tool like that or? A couple songs, I think, for like their like their st- like their stuff from their most obviously not the last album, but the stuff from like Ten Thousand Days. Like I know the pot they do to Drop C in that one because he can't oh, sing okay. as high in the intro. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what songs they do, but there's a couple that they tune down low if he can't get that high anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, some a lot of bands do that. That's just kind of common. Also. What's kind of annoying sometimes, going back to if you want to start playing live, is sometimes like when you want to play with a singer and they don't have that high register, so like it's annoying to play in standard because they're always complaining that they can't sing in the key you're trying to play. And then you're like, okay, fine. So then you'll down tune, and then they'll still bitch about it being in a key they can't sing. So it's just like you can't win with singers sometimes if they yeah, well, it's like they're not you good. Just can't sing, dude. <laughs> Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not a singer, so, like, I'm not going to speak on it. But sometimes it feels like they're just, like, they just can't do it. and Or it's like they can sing stuff if it's already there. That makes sense. Like, they can do covers really well, but they can't, like, make their own melodies sound good. So they're just like, oh, I can't sing in this key. Yeah, I can't do (laughs) that. what it sounds like. (laughs) I, um, a lot of people tell me, because I I don't want to, I never like saying these things myself. A lot of people say I have a nice voice. But, um, and then I sing well, but I can't like, you know, improvise very well. It's just practice. You just have to keep, like the best thing is just recording yourself. And then, I mean, the worst thing is actually like hearing your voice playing back live because you're automatically going to hate it. Like a lot of people go through that too. So you might go through that phase, but like if you're singing or talking, like everyone hates the sound of your own voice recorded. I don't mind myself talking. Like I don't mind listening to that back that I can do, but I hate hear myself like i'm i can't sing like there's some notes that i can like mm-hmm. i can hit some notes but it doesn't have that much tone to it because like i don't know how to okay. properly control my diaphragm but it's like i, I can't like even if like I've, I've even pitch corrected my vocals to be like to the note and i still can't do it so that's why the most mm-hmm. of my shit's just instrumental or until i can find a singer because it just makes me cringe and every time i've like done something where it's like i can actually kind of like this and i show it to somebody i get that like instant feeling of embarrassment and I don't get that when I've like shown people the stuff I've written on guitar or bass. I was like, maybe that's time to hang it up. <laughs> so, but fuck, what was I gonna say? What I was saying was, um, it's hard. Like, just re- keep recording yourself, and then you know you'll hear like, oh, I need to do it this way. And if you really want to work on it, like you just eventually you'll find it. Then you get into that comfortable space, especially if you can actually sing. And you know, getting singing lessons is is key. So it's like once you've kind of thought that yeah, you I've never taken this. I would recommend it. I would like it's it's good to like do something and yeah it's good to do something and hear somebody like give you feedback directly even if you yeah, know how to do it already. Like, um, I mean I can um I can obviously harmonize with melodies and I can um like I can do a cappella very well but um Right. But yeah, it, it, it's just like 
you know, like adding in those like like those like yeah, like and just doing it's it's kind of hard because I don't want to sing right now, right? Because uh, you know everyone else in my house is asleep, but <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's <laughs> like adding those extra things and like do yeah. a full belt, pussy. You won't. <laughs> I don't know, no, but, I know. Um, yeah, just just take lessons. Like if you already have the natural ear for it, all you need is how to train your voice and how to train the breathing and you know, doing the actual correct way to sing that doesn't damage your vocal cords and all of that. So, you know, if you do that, you'll be good. Well, I'm too, taking two language classes, and I'm probably going to pick up another one. So, How's that going, by the way? Oh, the Vietnamese? Yeah. It, it's getting better. I mean, I, I'm, I've been able to st- start talking to the uh, ladies at, the, at work. Oh, my God. Are you, you've only, how long have you been taking lessons? Well, okay, okay. okay. I I didn't specify like I I can say very simple things and I I do have to rely on speaking English still but um can you understand but, um, them when they're talk it it depends um if they like ask me a question like um you you know like um oh can you go get me like one bag of the the chicken or something. Oh yeah, I'll understand them because I because I know the word for one, which is mot or mot. I don't exactly remember the tone it was. And then chicken is um, ga. So then I can you know I could just put that together in my head and I, I know how the grammar works for when you're asking a question. So yeah, yeah. Can you say a else, sentence? What do you want me to say? I mean, I can I can only say like very. Well, like I don't know if you start practicing things. how to pronounce. You know, like just like what have you been learning? Um, okay, so I'm taking useful conversation. That's what the class is called. I'm taking a useful Viet- Vietnamese conversation class. So say something useful then. Yeah. Um, yo an tôi tên là Willie. Tôi là người Mỹ. Tôi um, <laughs> That's fucking said, wild. Yeah, I I just said hi. My name is Willie. Uh, I am American. I like to work every day. I don't know. <laughs> I just I have to bullshit it. Uh, yes, I am American. That's crazy, dude. It probably would take me a month just to pronounce words correctly no, <laughs> in that's, Vietnamese. That, that's the thing is because like with. Spanish and Portuguese for me at least not for everyone but the pronunciation is it's it's, it's so easy and and the grammar too but like with Vietnamese like the pronunciation is just like on on the first day when my teacher showed me she taught me the alphabet and there was just some sounds I was just like what <laughs> like like did you hear the word I I don't remember if you I'm not gonna lie. It just know. sounded like it sounded like sounds to me. I didn't pick out any words. <laughs> okay, true. Yeah. So the word for like is uh, tick. Tick. Yeah, and I'm still probably pronouncing it wrong. It's it's spelled T H I C H. Tick. Thick. <laughs> Do you um? No. Have you tried writing it yet? Um, I can write things that um. Like, like like that that sentence I I said like all, yeah. all those three sentences I might have missed like a certain um, 
some of the accents. Yeah, how how would you say like a not a diagraph like um No, no, cuz there's certain variations of like certain letters. So okay, so you know how French and Portuguese have like the C with like the little squiggly line underneath it? Yeah. So like I would have got everything right except that little squiggly line underneath it. I see. And that makes you all know, the difference. Yeah, like they have three different versions of like how you can write O's and U's. There's like a squiggly line on the right end of the U or the one on the left, and then also you have to write the tone on it. Unless it's a the the neutral like flat tone that you don't need to, which is actually in the key of C, by the way. <laughs> I remember you telling me that they talk in the key of C. Uh, so ma means uh, ghost, but ma means mom and ma means the conjunction but you know what's crazy i always thought about because you might be the person to ask this because i know there's a lot of languages where there's a there's a lot like hundreds of i guess i I might be exaggerating but like there could be a hundred different ways to say one word or a lot of ways to explain a scenario kind of thing or just like you're saying like just the way you pronounce the same word will mean different things which has always been crazy to me i can never like it's just i can't make it that concept because in english there's only specific ways that you can describe something but it's just it changes the meaning based off the words that you use as opposed to like like having everything like a lot of things be one singular meaning yeah, so, like, I, I get what you're saying, and th- that's the thing, is, like, we still have tones in English, technically, we just don't really think about it, like, it doesn't necessarily change the meaning of a word, but it, we, you know, like, we, 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 we have, like, an up intonation when we ask questions, like, what, or this is that, right? Like, we have this right. upward intonation, so I, I guess that is sort of, a, like, a tone but we we just don't really think about it, and it's not really, and it's not a tone in the same way that, you know, like Chinese or Vietnamese is, because like, what, and what, like like that 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 doesn't mean anything different. Than, yeah, because like you uh, can be yeah you you can be confused about like the like why somebody said something based <laughs> off of inflection, but it won't like mean a completely different word. Yeah, but um, she's nuts. Yeah, but um. Like this, this whole venture into Vietnamese is just like it's 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 completely different. And like just like the the other thing is like there's there's a logic that the rules of a language abide by, and for most of the European languages, they are the same as English pretty much. Like just the way that words work and the way things are addressed. And whatnot, if if you can kind of get where I'm getting at, but in Vietnamese and all of these languages that are, as far as we know, just completely unrelated to English, it's just, it just the way that things work. It's just it doesn't make sense to someone. I mean, eventually it does make more sense the more it goes on and the more you learn it. But just man, like the um, pronouns, like. The, the pronouns are the same, actually, in in terms of how it... it you, you know, okay, so you know how in English we have I as opposed to me? Like, I is the subject form and me is the object form. It means right. the same thing, but it's just the function of it in the sentence. But in Vietnamese, the pronouns change 
based on who is talking to another. So like the pronoun I used for I when I was speaking to the sentences, um, doi, that means I for f like a formal situation and you like you, you don't really know the person. But once you know the person and you're speaking to like an older woman who's like late 20s to like 50s, you use M. And it's different depending on if if it, if it was a man or like if it was an old, even older woman or and and also the um the word for you also changes. But the other weird thing is that the word for I like the word that someone addresses you as you you have to respond to them using that using the you word they used it's really weird and like we don't think about that because i is always i in english and when i'm talking about you you is not i you know it's it's it, it, if you understand anything i'm saying it's it's very hard to explain I mean, it just has a very specific structure depending on who you're talking to. It's it's like that in Spanish too with ustedes, right? Well, no, no, Similarly. no, no, no. But so when it, it it's not like that because it changes depends on who you're talking or if it's more formal, right? Changes the context of the sentence. That's what kind of fucked me up when I took Spanish was using the right context of words versus like formal versus informal. Well, the big but the big thing I was saying is like um when. When, when like my teacher addresses me, she she uses M, but then when I have to respond to her and I'm saying I, I I have to also say M. You know, because in, in English, if some if I tell you, can you give me this? I would respond yes, I can give you this. But in Vietnamese, it would sound something like yes, you can give you this if if you get what I'm saying. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, that was interesting. Yeah. Like like the pronouns like. Like overlap into one another it's it's completely unlike anything i've like come across in, in terms of like my language ventures that's also one of those things where you really have to learn the culture to get like probably even to have context about the language yeah i know and like, like you really like, have to go hard with that yeah because th th there's a because you, you got understanding words just indicatively and stuff like that just knowing oh this is that you know, you know but because like with with spanish i can understand indicative statements not not just like indicative mood because i don't know how much you know about languages but um not many or like <laughs> not very okay. but just just like i don't know like just like I'm gonna put the book on the table. Voy a poner el libro en la mesa. Like I can, I understand all that stuff. Like very, like I, almost perfectly. But if someone's talking to me about, like, like in like an idiom dialectical way and using a bunch of like phrases like that, I, I'm gonna have a harder time understanding. Because I'm not, I'm just not gonna get like certain, you know, you know, like like jokes we have in English. You know, with all these, like, memes. Like, someone who doesn't... Like, who, who's not really well-versed in that is, like, not going to understand why the, some of the things we think is funny is is funny, you know? Which is crazy to think about, like, being the person that made that shit up. Like, I, like, I want to meet the people that just decided to make up a language and just, like, get the privilege to tell it to other people. Like, who the fuck made up Vietnamese? <laughs> yeah, I know. 
<laughs> who decided all these rules. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but that's the interesting, though, is because these rules are not the rules that those languages abide by. Like, those are the rules that abide by the language. You know, because we don't think about the, the rules when we're speaking our own language. It's just... Well, like I was... I don't know if I... To. I don't know if I said this on the podcast or if I just told you in person. Like, I mean, we can barely speak fucking English in this country, people. Like, I... I do, yeah, well, especially like doing podcasts for a minute now. When I listen back to myself talk, it's like, holy shit, I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I said like way too much. Which is exactly. Like, like, we, like, there is no, like, not even being, like, it's obviously like I'm formal when I'm at work and I have to deal with somebody professionally or I have to handle a situation sure. that, you know, yeah. I can't just say fuck every sentence. But, but just like when you're with the boys, you know, it's just. Yeah, <laughs> it's just retardation from no, like, from everywhere. Exactly. But, I, but people don't really care. I don't think people care about the structure of languages. Like, the only thing they'll really follow is whatever the newest slang word is or whatever. Like, because I feel like, I, I don't know if it's because I'm like, that's like the, the curse of getting older is that the, the culture and the language changes a lot quicker. So it's like, if you're not yeah, paying true. attention every second of every day, you'll miss something and then you'll see it like, fuck, I don't have the context for this. Like, I don't even care to follow it anymore because it's probably just fucking stupid. So, yeah, I don't, cause, yeah. I mean, English is spoken by like a billion people in the world. So there's there's bound to be tons of, you know, well, not even that. It's just like, obviously, like the I, the majority of English is shaped by like modern I mean, without another way to like masculine, like modern hip hop culture or like, cause like movies don't even like movies don't even do that. Movies follow that. So like whatever people are like rapping about or the way that people speak, like that's, that kind of what, that gets watered down to every aspect. It ends up into like every teenager saying it, like every, like old people like really butchering it, trying to say it like it's in movies. So it's like a lot of English comes from hip hop now and it's just, the trend is just harder to keep up with. He started the trend of saying, come on. Instead of come on, <laughs> Jamon. Jamon. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's just it's just it's so fucking fast, and I'm not like completely lost. Like I have enough. Like I've got like I I started kind of from the beginning. So like I if I don't understand what word somebody said, I can usually get the context and the fact that I don't get the like I don't like know where it started. It just sounds dumb to me because like I don't know if you've noticed how like people. And I might just be bitching just a bitch, but like how people of the Gen Z variety, they which is talk, you. which is you. And also technically me too. The cutoff for millennial is 96, 97 is Gen Z. So know, I'm technically it's, it's Gen Z. It's a lot older than you think it is. Yeah. yeah. But actual like people that I think are Gen Z, they have this very weird like, everybody's on painkillers kind of talking did you, <laughs> do you notice that yeah that's like everybody's so very good. slow when they talk they're just like oh shit like they're always doing dumb fucking like <laughs> anagrams like that yeah there's like yeah my parents punished me and like i don't know like is like they right and alternatively, there's also a lot of people that talk way too fast and very yeah. quiet. Like, nobody, like, people are loud, but you can't, like, understand what they're saying. It's like their voice doesn't project, but they're just making a high-pitched sound. <laughs> it fucking gets in my nerves, too. I don't know what yeah, it is. I'm trying to think of an example of that. <laughs> like, uh, 
Um, no, for me, that's like honestly, like what like parties are like. Like it's it's just a bunch of like noise. And it it it's like you hear a lot of noise, but nothing is really being projected. So like you don't really get to really like it, it, it's like you were saying like like none of like the, these people are really loud but you don't understand anything they're saying that's so a like, good metaphor it really is because that's how i feel like i like there literally could be nobody in a room except for the person that i'm trying to listen to and like the shit they're saying it just doesn't like they they, they say it with like no volition or it's like they have no fucking like i don't know it's just it's a very like weak sound but also very loud weak sound it's very whiny it's fucking weird yeah, I know. Like, people are it's just like, weird now, dude. <laughs> I cannot like they'll 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 tell me something and it's just like I just zone out. I just cannot fucking grasp what they tell me. It's fucking dumb. Yeah, no. <laughs> <But>, uh... <laughs> and like I think it's like everybody is on probably drugs. Like they're probably all doing fucking dumbed down drugs, like fucking Percocets or Xanax or any of those goddamn soccer mom drugs. You know, I'm like, God damn, like, like the whole, like, um, like psychedelics crowd, you know, like, you know, have you seen those memes where it's like, um, like what zero personality does to a motherfucker and it has like, <laughs> like just like weed posters, like all over. Like, like Dude, I opened my third like, eye. Yeah, like the, tie dye stuff. Like <laughs> The government's a sham, bro. They got us running from nine to five and five to nine. Yeah, bro. We're, we're, it's all part of the. The, the, the system bro it, it's them institutions bro it's like i still agree with you and i still hate you no, 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 <laughs> at the no, same like, time I mean, they're not entirely wrong but at the same time it's like they're so fucking annoying they're, they're just they're just saying that because they're trying to be cool but the yeah. only problem is like that was cool in the 60s the whole like fight the system bro like 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 being a hippie like like that was cool in the 60s but now it, it's it's just you're just doing it for social validation that's the thing that annoys me about modern life is that like there has been so many things that have happened in the past and a lot of people have access to that information so it's like it's very hard to have your own personality or to come up with something original and it annoys the shit out of me that everybody is trying to be a modern day philosopher poet activist whatever have you and just they think all this like shit that has been said before is so riveting oh (laughs) it's It's fucking exactly and like the the level of ego that people talk with is insane. It's like there's no, but like the the other problem is like people think that that's like you need to do that in order to be happy and like in, enjoy your life. It's like no, and they're most miserable people that I know. Yeah, exactly. It's like maybe you could just accept like, oh, I'm gonna have like a, I'll be I'll I'll turn out just fine, and like being just fine is okay as long as I can do the things that I like to do. And I can be with my friends and family, and you know, that's it. <laughs> if it doesn't work out, it's because of my mental illness. It's because of my diabetes. <laughs> 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 Fucking diabetes. Oh man, yeah. Wait, um, which which one of the diabetes? Which is the one where you get like over time, and which is the one that you're born with? Because I always mix them up. I have no idea. I used to know. Like I always, every time there's a, is there's a clear cut fifty fifty chance of guessing something. I usually get <laughs> opposite. So I, I don't know. 
I don't also know if there's more people that have the kind where you're genetically predisposed to it or the kind that get it from lifestyle. I'd imagine in America it's more lifestyle, but I don't know, man. Like I've seen people get ravished by it. Like it controls their life. And especially like we've had people come in and like like their legs are really, Hmm? you mean like sugar or just, no, just like the, the effects that it have on their body, like their, their legs are really swollen or they're constantly bleeding or, they're super out of breath or people that don't take care of their blood sugar or they don't eat what they're supposed to. Like there's a lot of, like yeah. <laughs> you could get killed quickly if you oh, don't yeah. adapt your lifestyle to it. It's, it's fucking awful. And I've, and also I've heard, like I said, this is all just rumblings on Facebook. I haven't done any actual research, but <laughs> you know, like the price of the, pr- exactly the, the price of uh, insulin has just been going insane and i don't know if like i think it's getting harder to get cover under insurance like there's a bunch of fuckery going on with getting insulin that i've heard so it's like it's it's an it's a real epidemic yeah but i mean i I think joe rogan like he explained it perfectly he was just like dude like just get off the sugar for like one day like you'll feel the difference yeah i mean you can go to any demon like people don't realize that like uh. yeah i mean if you talk to a lot of obviously i don't know like there's a lot of people that disagree i've I've had conversations with people that have been trying to be personal trainers or physical therapists or not physical therapists but just people that study diet nutrition for a living like i don't know what the current trend is like if you're supposed to eat whatever you want but in moderation or if you're just supposed to hit a specific number of calories, like I don't know where the fucking science is on that now. No, but what I do know is answer, and it's like all like yeah, they're they're I'm trying gonna... to sell you something most of the time. But I guess like if you yeah. talk like the one thing that they all say that nobody is denying is that like sugar is probably the worst thing you can put into your body. Oh yeah, and especially Good. like a like the like even like it's a large sweet tea from McDonald's. I'm like. How can you, you like, drink that? <laughs> I don't. Like, I can, I drink, like, I tried it once. I had just, like, a little, like, sip of it, like, almost like a shot glass full of it. Like, I was like, oh, that's enough. Yeah. I mean, honestly, because I used to, like, I, when I was younger, I, re- like, I I never really drank that much soda or, like, I didn't grow up on soda or sugared cereals too much like that because my parents were kind of, like, health conscious in that way. Like, yeah, they didn't let me I have that have stuff. Yeah, in the house, yeah. Or if we did, yeah, it was, but- like, Coke Zero or something like that. So I wonder if that's right. So like, that's how I was brought up. And then obviously like when I was like in middle school and I was a teenager, I started just like going and getting it on my own because I wasn't allowed to have it at the house. But I don't know if it's because like like, I'm with your friends, you just go to like a seven 11 and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. And you get candy and all that shit. Cause like, I remember like I, I never, I didn't really eat that poorly. Like my parents made very like healthy food, but I had a lot of carbs, like noodles and bread, and then I also would, I didn't really ever really drink that much soda. I always like gummy candies were always kind of my witness. But like, I did a bunch <laughs> of sports, and I was always like very active. I just like I just had a lot of candy, I guess. But like Wait, for really, some what reason, sports did you play? So sorry huh? to change the subject, but I played a shit, dude. I did like baseball, soccer, football, really? basketball. Yeah, I was very like I didn't like I the only the only sport I really enjoyed playing was basketball. A little bit of soccer. A little bit of soccer. I like too. I like playing goalie, but I hated baseball and I hated football. I thought those are boring as fuck. Why'd you do it? Because they made me. <laughs> oh, your parents made you. Yeah, because they just wanted me to do something. But I don't what I was going to say is like I was. <laughs> huh? Wait, no, 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 sorry. I could talk about this after. Just finish what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say is like I like so like, I was very active, right? 
And like for some reason, I don't know if it's because I wasn't brought up on a lot of sugar, but like I couldn't drink a whole soda and without getting a splitting headache. Or if I ate a lot of candy, I would just feel like fucking utter garbage afterwards. And like it was just not meshing well with me. So I just kind of gave that up and um, just drank a lot more water. Like I don't drink like I don't drink coffee. I drink tea sometimes, but it's like mint teas. So it's like non-caffeinated. And then every now and again, I'll drink beer. Like I don't really drink at all. So it's like water is what I yeah. drink every day mostly, and I don't drink any yeah, soda. Yeah, pretty much too. Like for me, all I drink is just water and coffee. That's pretty much yeah. it. Yeah, and like you'd be amazed. Like I never get headaches. I very, I very rarely get sick. Like, like after I stop like really eating that much sugar, and you know, I don't exercise as much as I used to. Like I need to kind of go back into doing it. But like I, the only thing I used to get were sinus infections. I never got the flu. Haven't gotten COVID yet. Um, <laughs> just wait. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just wait. Yeah. No, but no, I'm I'm the same way. Like I haven't been sick in like like just like a just a standard like cold or anything like that. Like I I yeah. don't even know how long. Like, I think it's one of those it's one of those things where it's like uh, people that like they grow up their whole life eating meat, and then they kind of like they get they wean off of it right, and they start getting like withdrawal symptoms. Like they start like not feeling enough energy, or like they get you know, like headaches or they just don't feel right. And then their body just kind of readjusts to it. I kind of feel like the same thing with sugar. So it's like, I didn't really eat that much of it growing up. And then when I started to, it just fuck with my system. And then made me feel 10 times better when I stopped. But I don't know. I think everybody should drink shit tons of water. Oh yeah. That's like, dude, there's some people that don't drink any water. Like they will not drink it. Like they all like, it's like coffee every morning, every morning, fucking tea or sugar. And then alcohol. My grandpa was like that. Like he, he's like, Oh, I mean, water's in, like, everything. So like, <laughs> yeah, what? but... Like, he's like, oh, I'll just eat an apple. Fuck. I'll just have watermelon all day. Well, no, but also, like, like with the coffee, though, like, if you're drinking it black, like I do, like, most of that's just water anyways. Or or even if it if it's darker, like, you're still getting a, a good bit of water in that. Or tea. You're, like, if it, you drink it with nothing in it, then you it's most of that's water. But right. like, the problem with when you drink like coffee with all this like cream and sugar and bullshit added to it, like that dehydrates you like even more. And for a lot of people, yeah, like that's most of the time that's what they're drinking. They're not drinking like a black coffee or just some like hot tea. They're drinking like the sweet tea or the like the caramel frappes from McDonald's. <laughs> well, that too is like you're also like having caffeine every day. True. Because like I, I mean, I don't know like. I, I'd figure like, I, like you, like even people that are really healthy, like they go to the gym all the time, they do all the fucking protein shakes, they eat very good, they do workouts, and they drink a lot of water because they're always exerting energy. They, but like the thing is, like they always drink coffee, like every morning. Like if they can't, like there's people that can't function like without their coffee. Like that can't be fucking, like I, like people like, oh yeah, it's fine. Like I can just drink this thing that alters my state for a little bit every day, and then oh, it's that's fine. But like the second like you take it away from them, they'll fucking suck your dick for it so it's oh no i <laughs> no i i was um i when i graduated we went to the beach i didn't feel like drinking i like i, I just didn't feel like making any coffee that morning when we were going to the beach i was like all right whatever i'll just not drink coffee and i, and I had a big headache later in the day but yeah. the good thing about that is that i i went to sleep better and you know, you know, cause like I felt more tired and I just was like, ah, oh, you know, I could sleep better. And I had, I had a very deep, nice sleep. 
and then I woke right. up and had some coffee, and the coffee felt like even better. Not, not like and not not in like a like a huh, huh, I need the coffee, but like I just woke up, you know, like like they just do do some stuff, like play some games with like a family, and then oh drink some coffee, and like, oh and then I'm like oh I feel awesome now, <laughs> and it's like even better than before. Yeah, but the second that goes away, then you feel like you can't like. <laughs> True, and I've I've done it like a like a few more times since then and um but like no i mean i i've i've had like a, a few days where where i've had no coffee like I'll, I'll, just besides the the day where i went to the beach and i've actually had no headaches so if i had to do it again i mean i'd, I'd be fine but um yeah you know. it's just moderation it's just like if you're literally doing it every day and can't function without it it's a problem because like people are like when oh like, well, i'm tired i work yeah, it's like people are like, oh, but I'm tired. I work all day. I literally like, if I don't have it, like I can't do my job. It's just like, like I've, I mean, I've worked all day. Like I've had to, you know, do school and then do restaurant shifts all day, and while simultaneously like moving furniture. Like I do physically exhausting work, and like yeah. getting good sleep and getting water is good because like, like the thing that people understand is like you can be tired. Like I'll wake up and I want to fucking die in the morning, but the second like I get something <laughs> to eat then I'm ready to go. And then by the time I get home, I'm so fucking exhausted, but then I can sleep early. Then I won't like, like I, my body follows on a natural cycle. So it's like, yeah. I'm like, I don't like the people that work nights and do all that shit. Like their schedule is so fucked up, that like, like they don't really have a choice. Like, like I just, I feel for him because fuck man, life is 10 times better. I mean, you don't have to rely on getting caffeine to just give you energy and you can, you know, you just, you're tired when you need to be. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, yeah, like man, like if I had to work the the night shift at McDonald's, like that would suck. Yeah, that would Dude, absolutely there's... suck. Like like going from like eight or or ten to four in the morning, like I could never do that. Yeah, I know like, a lot of people... people. Wait, what was that? I was just saying, I know a lot of people that do night shifts, and they always just say their schedule is just fucked and their sleeping is fucked. It's like I just yeah. I, I would never do that. You know, like like people. If tell I didn't have me, to. Pe- people tell me with the the four a.m. shift I have like four to like uh, one or maybe even two so it's gone past that sometimes um typically to like 12 or one people tell me like that that shifts hard like w- waking up at like 3 30 going to open at 4 a.m like no that is nothing in comparison to the night shift i could never do that oh yeah dude but, but like I'm... for all these young people like that, that are in like in high school like the, the night shift that's what they want they're like oh yeah i want to be, be up until four in the morning and like working but i'm like yeah no like you don't get how that's gonna completely like fuck everything especially here in school like like dude (laughs) yeah man yeah i i totally feel for the people that have to get up early for commute because like my dad used to do that before he like he was able to take the train right so it's like you get up at like three four in the morning you know get a little bit ready then leave like almost five then you sit in traffic for a fucking hour and then you get there at like seven or eight and then you're there until five and then it takes you another hour or two hours to get home like you're your you whole day like, what are you even going to do when you get home because like, exactly besides just to, you need to be with your family and then it's like oh like do yeah. i ever get to do like like oh like can i play guitar anymore nope <laughs> Yeah, those right. people I feel bad for that literally spend a fucking third of their life sitting in traffic and getting up early. Like, I'm fortunate yes, that I only it, have, like, a five-minute commute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if I, I, I got to go to work, just walk ten minutes. Or if I'm at the other yeah. uh, location, just, oh, take a five-minute drive. Like, that's it. Yeah, I'm I'm super fucking fortunate in that aspect because, dude, I would, I'd, I would fucking – I would just – 
I, I can't do it. I can't just sit in traffic. I, I fucking hate it. I hate being, like, wasted time. And, like, it's just, I fucking, it, it just does not, like, ugh. Just thinking about it just raises my blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's really just having no leisure, pretty much. Well, it's not even that. Like, you literally spending the majority of your day in misery. No, right? Yeah, so but, it's no, like, that can't be good like, for you. <laughs> no, yeah, but the, but at the same time, like, my point was that, like, it just, it doesn't give you time to, like, you know, like, to develop hobbies and and things like that and yeah, oh yeah like like yeah like do do things like oh hey i want to go read a book so i'm gonna go read a book or how about i you know i'm gonna i'm gonna watch the the series i'm into it's like yeah it's it's that like the it, i the people that don't have time for that like i i i really feel bad for them yeah man it's i definitely couldn't do it more power to him Especially for people yeah. that this is what they have to do to pay the bills, and they have to yeah, spend I mean, a lot gotta, of years doing it. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah, they gotta make ends meet and stuff like that. And, yeah, that's why I'm so thankful. I'm I'm still trying to figure things out, and you know, <laughs> I'm making some money, but it's not like I have to like. If I was living by myself, I'd probably have to get another job, and like I don't even even think that could make ends meet yet. Yet. Well, that's I, that's why I'm <laughs> such a big advocate of. That's why I'm such a big advocate of like you really have to you know, like, put a lot of money into your savings account or even, like, you know, investing. So it's, like, you have to set yourself a cushion where, like, you don't have to find a job that, like, really just kills you to fucking, like, you just, what you don't want to do is paycheck to paycheck, right? So it's, like, finding something that will not make you wonder if you're going to buy food this month kind of thing. Yeah, so true. it's, like, like I think some people kind of, like, obviously the whole kind of thing is, like, a lot of people, even with degrees, are they're overworked and underpaid, and a lot of jobs are paying bullshit for the work that they require, and it's, like, a lot of people have a hard time even renting a shitty apartment, but I also think there's a lot of people that they live above their means, and they also try to finance a place that they can't afford, so it's, like, they're, like, oh, I have to work this shitty job, and I'm, like, they when they could have downgraded to something smaller, they just chose not to do that. So yeah, exactly. there is a lot of that too. Yeah. So it's like, that's why it's like, you really just have to set yourself up. And if that's your only option is you have to do this really bad job to pay the bills, then, you know, trying to save as much money or, you know, get enough networking just to leave. Because like, I, I think people have more of a choice than they realize. It just is a lot of fucking work to find something that's ideal, especially in today's market. Yeah. But, it, but it's like you're saying how it's like, well, you could have just picked like a worse, cheaper option that will do the job, you know, like yeah. with, 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 the or the the other day this customer's order it was a big mac meal large with a caramel frappe it came out to like 14 dollars maybe even more and it's like hmm maybe with that money you could buy like i i at food lion i always buy these um it, it, i i buy I, I buy these um these packs of ground turkey and they're three dollars each and it gives me like two two days worth of meat in one package for like three dollars and it's like right. how about you spend your money that way well i think a lot of people their time is worth more so like if you're literally working the majority of the time and you barely have enough energy to walk to your bed like it makes more of the difference to you know get something cheap than to have to obviously like you can well, buy no, cheaper no, fast but, food but like but, you can also yeah that, that like i know true. like like economically, I get it. Like if you buy food that's a little bit more expensive, but if you make it last a couple of days, like you make your own food, like you can make that, you can do more things with it. You end up saving money in the long run. But like I said, some people they just the time is more important to them, kind of thing. Because like they don't have the energy to sit there and make dinner. 
so it's like they just have to go grab something quickly so it's like it's not even about sometimes like the cost because like that's the that's like fast food is exponentially cheaper in the moment and it's convenient because like it's even quicker now because like i've i've like very rarely eat fast food and like i've gone to drive throughs with my girlfriend like mcdonald's like used to have to wait there for a couple seconds but usually it's fucking ready as soon as you pull up to the window like <laughs> instantly really I'm and i don't know if we just, we just park everything to get the time up <laughs> <laughs> and i hate That's... doing that i hate being the presenter and be like Hey man, like it's like the order's just like like one drink. Like, hey man, could you park the door for your like frappe? Like, I feel I feel like a dick doing that. I haven't had that happen, but but like I said, I remember. I don't know if it's always been this way, and I just like I said, I very rarely go. But the times I've gone, it feels like you you know you get what you want. You kind of sit there, wait for the other car, then you kind of sit at the window for not a very long time, just a little bit, and then they bring your food out. These days, it's just fucking right there. I mean, yeah. It's nuts how quick it takes sometimes. Like, the longest part is just sitting in the line of the drive-thru and then they get the fucking food. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's just a mess. Like, the the way we have things set up, it's, it's you know, they, they... I mean, I think it's intentional. They intentionally make all this shitty food easy and super hard to get. They make everybody work super hard, long hours, don't get paid that much to, like, you know, keep them running and buying things that they don't need. Or, like... You know, telling somebody that, like, you know, like, why did you buy that $60 game, you know, when you could have used that for something else? It's, like, because I work all fucking day and literally have nothing, like, my life sucks. So, like, this is the only thing that gives me relief, right? So, it's, like, I feel like most of that's intentional. And especially depending on where you live, because, like, in our area, like, even a shitty apartment is hard to afford. Because people think that their piece of shit building is worth goddamn inner city prices. Or downtown prices, I should say. It's it's the Illuminati, bro. <laughs> Fucking lizard space lizards. <laughs> Dude, I missed all those Illuminati memes. Those were the funniest fucking things. I love them. I'm a I love conspiracy theories. Not oh believing in them, but I love just hearing about them. Yeah, just big hearing history. all this the like, crazy ideas that people come up with. Like yeah. the Illuminati sacked Rome. The Illuminati. Uh, <laughs> Templars is all the Templars. Yeah, yeah, it's the Templars, bro. Like we're the assassins. Yeah. We need to rise up. <laughs> yeah, I, I love. I, that's why I like the Assassins Creed. I, I love alternative history. That's that stuff is so cool to me. Yeah, those the the Assassins Creed games. Um, I mean, okay, like I think they're well designed enough. A, lo- a lot of people criticize the game design, and that that's fair. Um, but but this thing is like I don't play video games as much as these people. So like the. These things don't things that would bother them wouldn't bother me as much. In, yeah, in I agree. But you know, I I just I love them the the Assassin's Creed games for all the, just I just, I just love being in like a, in in a historical setting because because they design these maps really well. Oh, they're very well made. I think, like I said, yeah. the biggest thing that I kind of that made me fall off is like the actual gameplay kind of gets repetitive. But I love the story. I love following yeah, exactly. the characters. But but even for me, like it, it never gets old. Just just like, um, like 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 doing those stealth kills and like doing those those air assassinations and just being in like the combat, like just taking out like you know like oh it's thirteen to one. Oh no problem. I'm just gonna like be a badass. You know oh. <laughs> exactly. It's I, so I easy to just take on. People. Yeah, but I I do agree with like the mission design. Yes, like the the uh, the mission design can just devolve into like the oh tail these people. eavesdrop on their conversation like yeah that shit's boring as fuck but yeah um no but a a lot of the um especially did you ever play the caribbean one 
the part where I've played a little bit of it. That's the only... my favorite one. Like I was, I actually liked the story, and I really like. I loved, especially the ender. Like I'm sorry, not the ender. The latter part of the game, like the story and the the settings and the the level design. I thought that was really good. I think my favorite one. I actually really liked the first one. I think I like the storyline of that one, I, but I, I like I. I, I th- I think I have a download. I haven't played it yet. I, I do really want to play it just because I, I lo- you know, the the Holy Land and whatnot. Yeah, it's cool. I think my favorite is Revelations, Assassin's Creed Revelations. Do you play as Ezio? Yeah, that's Constantinople, right? I think so. Fucking, um, because, like, he was in two of them. I think the first one was Brotherhood. No, he was in, he was in and three of them, actually. Oh, oh shit, it was three. Well, okay, so oh, the, no, no, the yeah, fr- yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, he was in two, and then Brotherhood, and then Reve- Revelations, yeah. I think I think Brotherhood was in like Italy, Sicily, or Venice, and I think Revelations was in Constantinople. I don't remember. I just oh, remember. No, no, no. It was it was like number two. Well, Assassin's Creed two. It's like the first of like the Ezio. It's I think because Ezio has like a trilogy. Assassin's I think the Creed second one is what I played. I think Revelations is the second one. I like that one a lot. I think it's my favorite. Well, I, I just remember one of them was in was in Florence, and then the next one was in was in Rome and then the other one was in Constantinople like where he's older I'm pretty sure yeah yeah and it, yeah I, I never got around to that one actually because I, I play most of them they're fun I haven't played um the is Valhalla the newest one yeah I, I haven't played that I played a little bit of the the native or the the revolution fuck the revolutionary war one I haven't I've played that like one, a little bit of it that one like I I um I, I might just be saying other people's opinions when I'm saying this, but, like, that game takes a long-ass time to get to, yeah. the, good, to get to the good stuff. It was hard to get into. That was my problem. Yeah, exactly, because it, 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 it took, like, I don't even know how many missions to, to be the actual, like, assassin. And, like, I, I know some people are like, oh, well, it's just building up to the... Well, okay, but if, if the stuff that you're that you're doing, like, during the time that it's building up to the the cool stuff if that's not even interesting then like why should you even care like what is what why would it even be worth it in the end (laughs) i should have known that it was going to be like that because like i always think the revolutionary war is the most fuck i it's the most boring timeline to me like every time i've learned (laughs) it like specifically because like every time i've had to do a revolutionary wars course in school it always was is always 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 tied to fucking constitution like i'm so that was so fucking boring i hate learning oh, no, about yeah, the that, bill of that. rights and the constitution because i was always synonymous with it because like it was like even the battles were boring like it was probably pr- like pretty brutal and like that effect gets lost on is like this signing of this document is it, it was important that thomas jefferson was in this state during this convention is like holy fuck i <laughs> like oh i hate <laughs> I hate the Revolutionary War. I always thought it was the most boring time. The only cool thing is the Boston Tea Party, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, and then, oh, the Battle of Bunker Hill and the, um, what, what's the other one? The, um, I don't even know. York, I don't fucking York, remember. Yorktown. Yorktown's the one where we we kicked England's ass and we won the war. That was that was pretty awesome. That's the I always I remember. Knows. I like the little epithets from it. So it's like the, whatever, the, the Boston Massacre. Nobody knows who shot first, turned to a brawl, or like the British are coming kind of thing. So it's like, I like a little of like the individual stories, but like anytime I have to fucking learn about how it yeah, relates like, to civics or like how like oh no, our relations with England were, like, like I, fucking hate that. Yeah. But I, I'm, I, I still think there's value in learning it because it's, it's, I think it's always important to know like the origins of our, our culture and whatnot. And, and like you're saying, like, like the Paul Revere and the, 
the um what's it like like ben, um benedict arnold like like just you know like the culture things and like the ha- the household names like it's 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 important to know all that stuff but then at the same time you know you have the boring civics like the constitution and, the, and like the, the, the all that that stuff yeah that that sucks but i still think it's important to know you know it's, i i i guess i agree because it's i mean i i feel like it has no place in modern context especially with all the bullshit that people either like loosely f- like don't follow it at all or people that like yeah. strictly follow it to the words so it's i don't know i i feel like it it's, it's just what mm-hmm. it is people just ref- i hate when people just prefer the constitution for everything it's fucking annoying but yeah. um you know what's funny is like every time like i i have vivid memories of like severely disliking i remember it doesn't matter what documentary or video or educational thing that we saw anytime it, they always start out by like some dipshit with a feather hat writing something in the dark with a candle and i automatically just fucking like i'm going to sleep <laughs> like, i cannot function with this fucking nonsense like i i re- like i like the civil war like i feel like it's 10 times more interesting yeah hmm i'm i might not be the same way i think i might prefer like a, a colonial america and not really all of what was going oh yeah i think so but um, also uh, an- another underrated is, is uh, war is the Mexican American War. I ver- like I remember that, very that is, little. That is very interesting. And, uh, well, and like I I want to look into it more, but it gets it fascinates me because like you know that's how we got Texas and that's how we got like a lot of our western territory. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they always say to remember the Alamo, but I don't fucking remember it. I know. I, I all I know is that <laughs> there was just some like flag, and then we. We, we 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 were like trolling them they're like come and take it and, and like that's all i know but i remember I what it looks like know. on the postcard i don't even know that <laughs> you don't know what it looks like the museum I'm sure or whatever did, i'm sure if i did see it i'd be like oh it's that <laughs> alamode no for me i i think the most like since we're talking about history classes um i think the most important class i ever took like the class that I go the most out of ever, I think was my sophomore Western Civ class. That class was so important for me. Like it just, it gave me so much perspective of like the origins of, you know, like, like where we come from and like just all, all these cultural things in the West and just like, like if, if you don't know any of that, like it's, you know, you know, you can be confused about a lot how the, things are the way they are today yeah the more i look into it because i've been really into um i love ancient history and like you know back i'm not going to get into it because it's it it can be our next podcast because i love archaeology i love how people are saying how we are probably slightly more advanced than we think we are and like there are older civilizations than six thousand years like we're starting to dig up ones that are twelve thousand years old and how all these cultures have a very similar pyramid type of style of design and like how the fuck did the bronze age or even earlier than the stone age, like carve stuff out of granite. So it's like, I, Oh yeah. I, I think we're starting to un- like, I think the world of archeology span is going to change very rapidly in the next five years. And I think Egypt is the key to that because <laughs> yes. all the things we've taught about that we've been taught about Egypt have been just total speculation with no evidence. 
and the pyramids are the greatest. I'm like, I'm not going, I'm not, I'm not going into the whole aliens built the pyramids thing. That's not where I'm heading. But like the fact that like they are not tombs. And if you see videos of people walking inside, literally they're like chefs. Like it's, it's, it was not designed for people to like go in. Like they had a functional purpose. Oh, they're not tombs. No, there is like no, they don't know. So like people, so the problem is like there's a lot of people that are filling the speculatory gap in the other direction like oh these were giant capacitors they harvested energy but i mean it's it's pretty much i think the intense is like they're trying to find erosion and i think they're saying like the bottom of it held water and the shafts that are like vertical going up might have even used some pump like there's a bunch of other theories for it but like the one thing that is conclusive is that like, there are no hieroglyphs, there have been no bodies found, like, there are no tombs. The only thing they have that they call the Queen's Chamber is, like, this one empty room with, like, a granite empty box that's, like, in the middle of the room. And they can't figure out what it is, but, like, they just tell people it's too, like, like, it's kind of a joke with archaeology that anything they can't explain is a tomb or was used for a sacrifice or a ritual like that's usually what they go to yeah. like like oh here's this thing we don't know what it is it's a tomb or people use the worship here like that's kind of what they go to yeah but i mean like it's like when you watch like go watch a video of people like exploring the pyramids like to get to the queen's chamber you have to climb up this like 45 degree angle shaft and like they had to add wooden <laughs> slots onto it so people could nice. even so like like it was, it was all like granite that's carved and it's fucking watertight. Like you can't even put a razor blade in between it. So it's like, we're trying to figure out how the fuck. So it's like, hold on, I, dude, I can fucking go all day. It's like the the base of the pyramid, the interior is all like granite, and granite is a fucking hard rock. You cannot cut granite that accurate with bronze tools, which is what they supposedly had back in the day. The structure on top of it is like limestone or sandstone. I think it's sandstone. So it's like they're supposed to be that like they hauled this heavy ass stone from like a quarry, you know, 400 miles away. And then they lifted it onto this gigantic like doing that. So that's I guess is more plausible. It's also like how they do that, too. But they could cut those bricks. Right. But the granite one, that's what people are having a hard time. So they're trying to figure out whether it's like was like the internal structure, of the pyramid already there. And the Egyptians came and built the actual sandstone on top of it or what the deal is. So it's like they really don't have a good idea of what the pyramids were used for and really how they're built because like yeah, all like, like these... the tombs and the hieroglyphs like that's in the valley of the kings like that has like a designated spot okay yeah like but... all, all of these like these ancient civilizations that had like these very niche like it like they had these certain things that were super advanced where it's like how was that like the what they had really advanced you know and like like the a lot of these like native american um people's you know like um a lot of people in like um mexico and central america and south america like these people were neolithic and it's like how did you guys how did you guys not have a wheel but then you had this super nice irrigation system and and you know it's just it's really interesting to think about yeah and i've watched a bunch of debates of like mainstream scientists and archaeologists kind of debate with these guys they're trying to uncover new data and the one thing that they will agree on, like, they don't agree that, this has been a while since I've seen this, like, they don't agree with a lot of the claims that these guys were making, but the one thing I guess they will agree with, because, like, that, the, the one thing that is absolute, that's not, like, a conspiracy, or that is a fabrication, is that people are digging up ruins that are 12,000 years old, and they're gigantic megalithic sites of stone, so it's, like, 
that around that time, like that's where main science degree is at. You know, they were like hunter gatherers. There wasn't like any like bigger societies like because like Mesopotamia or Indus Valley. I, I can't remember which one has been like, you know, they call it the cradle of civilization. Right? So that was supposed to be like the, f- yeah. the yeah, Mesopotamia. So that was like the first instance of like a big, you know, structured society. Right. So yeah. 12,000 years, because like we don't have really that much recorded history, if not at all, past 6,000 years. So they're well, starting I mean, to like. If you're talking about re- recorded history, that's the definition of history is just since we've been able to read and write. Well, you know, oral like, history we, has been passed down for thousands of like thousands and thousands of years of like older shit, but like we haven't found like concrete evidence or have any records of that time. I think. No, yeah, but but that's yeah, but that's why it's not history technically. That's why like it's it's prehistory. Well, it's all, I okay. I guess yeah. If you're being technical in the term, I yeah. But I, what I'm saying is like the, like they are like they're 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 carbon dating and they're finding like megalithic sites that are twelve thousand years old. So, you know, yes. the one thing that they can say is like we weren't really everybody wasn't a hunter gatherer primitive society twelve thousand years ago kind of thing. It was the Illuminati, dude. <laughs> it was the aliens. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's a bunch of shit going on, like, like global catastrophes and, like, people, like, have been, like, more of, like, one type of civilization, like, like, the Egyptians talk about the Atlanteans and all that shit, so it's, like, there's, like, and people, when people think of Atlantis, they think of, like, mystical, like, you know, like, island and ocean and so it's, it's, like, they, the, the Egyptians, like, they legitimately thought they were a real society and that's where they came from, like, the, the kings of or whoever, like, the rulers of Atlantis split off into different kingdoms, and one of them was Egypt, so it's, like, that's in their history, and that's what they told, like, because Plato didn't make that up, he, Plato went to Egypt, and that's what the Egyptians oh, told him. about that, yeah. So, yeah, so Atlantis, if it's a real place, which I'm starting to think more evidence is that um, it is, but not in the context of, like, what people think Atlantis is, not, like, an advanced oh, race of, sure, like, alien sure. water creature, like, it's, it's you know, whatever the case may be, is that, yeah, like, yeah, Atlantis... Like, Dracula was, was a real person, but he wasn't like an like an actual like vampire with like the, the way we think of him, you know. Right. It was based on Vlad the Impaler. Exactly. Yeah, but anyway, it's like the same. Like Atlantis was long gone before Plato even got to Egypt. Was what I was trying to say. But yeah, I, I don't even know how I got into this topic. But pretty much, like I said, I like that that, that part of our. I love ancient history and how. I can't wait for when like, like more evidence gets dug up of like how you know humanity is a little bit more civilized a lot earlier than we thought. That's always really cool to me. Yeah. Do you know what's even more? Uh, well, not not necessarily more, but you know what's also really interesting is the ocean. That oh yeah, is fashion, and it kind of freaks me out almost. Like, like if you ask me, like, what is my biggest fear? Like my nightmare is to just wake up. I'm. Like I'm waiting, I'm I'm treading water in just the middle of just the ocean, 360 degrees. I don't see anything in my sight. That yeah, that's my worst nightmare. <laughs> Fucking open out. ocean. Like, it's uh-uh. open ocean. I have no idea what's underneath my feet. Like that would just man. And the fact that 97 or 98, maybe even 99 percent. I don't exactly remember the the percentage, but like that insanely high percentage of the ocean. Like we don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's like we know more. We, we've explored more of space than we have the ocean, yeah, which yeah, is that's crazy. A, that's a famous stat. Yeah. 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 And that's the other thing I'm curious too is um, what is lying underneath because most of ancient civilizations is underwater, probably. A lot yeah. of our history is in the ocean. Yeah, oh man. Like, um, 
No, yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean by that. <laughs> yeah. um, it's about that time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, you got to work tomorrow, right? I work every day. <laughs> Pretty much. Look at you. Making money for shit I can't afford. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I got two language classes tomorrow. I'm gonna add the, I'm gonna add the third one. Did you finally tell your teacher about your pho experience? Uh, no, I didn't. I I keep forgetting that. <laughs> it's a big part of the culture, culture, yeah. culture. The food's fucking good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm doing that. I'm doing the Portuguese still, which I might need to. I might have to stop doing that because I don't know how much more I can get out of just learning the names of animals you know it's like i think i'm just kind of past that at this point i might need to ask my teacher like hey oh yeah because actually i'm I'm reading this really um good and famous poem uh it was luzia this it's this i some people say it's the the greatest work in the history of the portuguese language i don't know because i'm not finished with it and you know i haven't read much in portuguese but um it's about the like the the old Portuguese explorers and you know like Vasco da Gama and, and all them and like Henry I don't I don't know if Henry the Navigator's in it but like it, it's about all that and like them you know like exploring the world and like 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 going to the Cape of Good Hope and and all that stuff because you know like they were the first like global empire like they're they're the OG explorers and navigators and they're like I think they're one like in terms of like quote-unquote civilizations that are cool i guess and you know you know, you think of the romans you think of the, the greeks and the hellenics or you think of the ancient chinese or like the, or the vikings like, yeah exactly but i think a really underrated civilization is or people is the portuguese like they're like in, in terms of just how cool they are and like what they did they, they go very unnoticed like i saw this meme where it was like when you're the like it had, a, it had a picture of like a like a stock market thing just like going down and crashing like the arrow just and it had like <laughs> this guy with a suit with the the portuguese flag was like cover it was like on his face and it was um when you were the first when you were the world's first global empire but now everyone thinks you're part of spain and that you speak brazilian <laughs> dude it <laughs> pretty fucking true Goddamn! Yeah. I I don't remember much. Was uh was Ponce de Leon? Was he Spanish or Portuguese? Uh, he was Spanish. Okay. I I was about to use him I'm as an example, sure he but he's. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. Well, there. Columbus was Portuguese, wasn't he? No, but he Columbus, went to the Spanish. No, Columbus was Italian. Oh, but actually, he went to the Portuguese, right? No, Cause Spain no, no. Let him actually, do he he went to the Portuguese first. Portuguese didn't let him, and then he went to Spain, and then. I got the shit all backwards then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. It has been a minute. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes, he was Spanish. Okay. Yeah, and... Because um, I don't even remember that, like I said, besides Vasco da Gama, that's the name that rings the bell to me. I don't know any other Portuguese explorers. Henry the Navigator, like I said. Yeah, I don't really remember much of him either. He He's the guy who... who discovered the, the Cape of Good Hope, I'm pretty sure. I see. But then, oh, Ron. But then Vasco da Gama was the first guy to circumnavigate the Earth. Okay. No, but all the other f- famous explorers, they're all Spanish, though. Like, um... Yeah, like Coronado. 
or Coronado, I guess. <laughs> and uh, Cortez, Pizarro, like all those guys like who colonized the Americas, they're all Spanish. Except, you know, Columbus. Colombo. I think, um, wasn't it, obviously the Vikings, like they have evidence that the Vikings came to the, like the, I guess Nova Scotia or like wherever the part of Canada. Oh yeah, I think that's fact. B- before yeah. the Spanish did the Colombo, or the Portuguese did and then I think the Chinese... I used to have a history teacher that he was... I've, I don't remember anything in his class, but I remember he was very certain that, like, Zheng He was, like, the first person to discover the Americas, obviously besides the fucking uh, yeah. natives. Um, yeah, I, I, I saw a thumbnail about that. I wasn't sure if that was, like, a theory or that was, like, a... Yeah, I don't remember, but there's a lot of people I, who think, think the Chinese it's... were, like, the earliest explorers to that region, yeah, obviously, I, before I think the... that's just a... Th- I think that's just a theory, though. I don't know how no, but, but I, I know there, there's like actual proof that the Vikings were like the first pe- oh, like yeah. n- non-indigenous peoples to arrive in the Americas. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I don't I like I I don't know if the Chinese thing's true. I just remember that my one of my history teachers in high school, he was like, No, like the fucking Zheng He was like the first guy to, you know, go to the Americas. And I don't remember if he said that he had contact with the natives or not, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, or actually, I know, I know the Russians actually got to, like, the western part of the U.S. I, I don't remember how long ago. But it was, it was like, bef- I think it was, like, before that that was part of the U.S. But I could be mistaken. I don't know, I can't exactly remember. The whatever, and like, whatever kingdom or empire they were then, because they weren't, like, Russians. Yeah, ex- yeah, Russia also fascinates me, because, like, I just love how they're like this quasi European, quasi Asian culture. Like they're they're really fascinating, and you know, like when studying their history, like like there, there's been a lot of debate actually, like even like among Russians of like sh- like should we think of ourselves as Europeans? You know, should should we be Asians? Like should when talking about European and like Western civilization, should we should we be in the equation and stuff like that? And, and it's it's honestly like no it's it Russia's just kind of like it's its own thing you know <laughs> yeah i mean like if you go back far enough like the i think it's like the kievan rus like there's a lot of tribes that i think were like descendants not descendants i'm sorry like the ancestors to the vikings and obviously like the danes all those germanic tribes that went to england and made the anglos saxons and the jutes and all that shit so it's like Ooh, that yeah. like that whole region like kind of like was very like it was I can't. I, I'm not gonna say it's like the same people, but they're very similar. And you know, farther back you go. Oh, I bet. Yeah, like all those Slavic peoples. Yeah, but like obviously, like the further east you go, like when like like the Siberian region or Mongolia yeah, or just like that parts of Russia, they're, they're Asian, pretty much yeah. yeah, Asian and white. Yeah, like um, yeah, like I, I would say Saint Petersburg. That, oh yeah, that that's a European city. Yeah, and and even Moscow. Even Moscow is like on the western side though. Yeah, but but it's still more like it's it's not it doesn't look like well okay like you know like most European like big European cities have just like you know it's like that that quote unquote like European look right you, you know like Amsterdam looks super similar to Copenhagen you know right but like like Saint Petersburg looks a lot like all these other North Germanic. I mean, not, like, yeah, like, these, these, like, northern, western European cities, but Moscow, like, doesn't look like that 
Because you, you remember when Napoleon came to conquer them. Remember, like, he showed up and the, the city was just burned. <laughs> I yeah, forgot about that, yeah. That, that's, like, the biggest, like, Godium of all time. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, like, Fuck. he showed up. He was expecting them to give him shelter after after he was freezing his balls off from, like, the winter. And then they just left. They're like, yeah, we'd rather burn our city than have you take it over, Napoleon. <laughs> But, I would uh, like if there's one historical figure I'd like to make fun of in real life or just me it would be Napoleon. I actually I like he Napoleon's cool. I like Napoleon. Short Napoleon complex. No, but honestly, like people don't realize how he might be like the most consequential person in the last like 300 years. Napoleon. Oh yeah. Because. What people don't, because when when people study Napoleon, it's typically in Western Civ, and they're only talking about what what was going on in Europe. But what they don't talk about is what was going on, you know, not in Europe. So the the biggest things is because you know Napoleon took over like all of the European countries pretty much, and like he made his brother the king of Spain, and um. What that did is that actually caused a lot of these Latin American colonies to gain independence. Because, you know, like, they weren't as well run anymore. And, like, you know, they were under sick new leadership. And then it wasn't very good. Like, I mean, it was just Napoleon's brothers. Hey, here you go. You're the king of Spain. And, like, a lot of these countries were able to gain independence. And the same thing in... um In South Africa, actually. It, did, it didn't get independent, but the British took it over because, you know, the, the Dutch got conquered by Napoleon. But the British did not, so the, the British got South Africa out of that. Yeah, it's one of those things, like, if you have a massive empire and you have a lot of influence over a large geographical area, you're going to cause a lot of chain reactions for shit and, like, you know, affect a lot of things. Yeah. That, um, yeah, that's why I'd say either him or, like, um... Or maybe like Karl Marx, I guess. Like they they might be the most in like influential, con- like consequential figures in the. Well, actually, no, I wouldn't say two hundred years because I. Wait, when did Marx write the manifesto? Uh, that was like in the eighteen hundreds, wasn't it? Okay, no, yeah, then I, I'm right. Yeah, it, I'm I'm guessing. I, it's I think I think so. I don't, it it might be wrong, but I think it was around that time. Oh yeah. Well, no. Also, those two people, like I I would put them as you know like the most famous people of all time. Yeah, I think it's like late 1800s, maybe early 1900s. I don't fucking know. Somewhere around there. Something like that. Oh, wait, I think it was 1848, actually. Something. I just want to see his reaction to all the fucking colored-haired people that would quote him for eternity. Yeah, and he's like, he's like what the fuck? <laughs> and he comes back now, like, huh? Or how many governments have killed people in his name. Yeah, I, I don't know how much of that was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> None of it's intentional. That was well, yeah, the whole I, point. I, I know. The whole point I, was to be fucking taking the power back and being against the government, but it just... It, like, that's my... Well, that's again, part of the flaws with, like, his... I mean, no, I, it's we, just we, the we flaws of the bureaucracy. The, we could talk about this in another podcast. Yeah, no. I'll, that's kind of what I want to conclude with, I guess, to segue into the whatever the next one we do. Like, 
it's it's just bureaucracy whether you're capitalist socialist communist whatever the fuck they will find a way to you know get a loophole and get power over you like it's that's just how it oh, goes yeah, with any ruling always, society there's always gonna be bad people <laughs> it never goes take away it, no, take no matter nothing is gonna n- no way of governing or anything like that is ever gonna be perfect they'll fuck it up no matter what system of government you throw at them oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways i think that's a good note to end on I'm getting a little bit weary <clears throat> yeah and then next episode i'm going to be talking about why we should go back to monarchy <laughs> you have fun like- with your feudalist bullshit <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get a lot of heat for this but i i, I you actually I, believe that kind kind of Not, all right well um, we'll say it we'll, we'll pin that more about it yeah we'll say that that's an interesting opener okay yeah all right man see ya see you dude